have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the auspicious Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> yes, Brian. I do feel auspicious today. Yes. It's an auspicious kind of day. It is. Hopefully this podcast is auspicious. Uh, and speaking of auspiciousness, mm. auspicity, auspiciality, we are co-founders of a site called gentleman.com. Gentleman.com is an auspicious little site. It uh, will provide you with many things. Let's say in your life you were missing something. Mm. You know, I know most people out there probably aren't missing anything in their lives. Mm. But Got it all figured out. Let's say just hypothetically there's something missing in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to be a certain age. Things are slowing down. Mm-hmm. Uh, your life's just not as fulfilling as you thought it was. You're mm-hmm. like, is this all there is? Mm-hmm. And it turns out that no, there's not. There's more. There's another gear. And it's on Gentleman.com. Uh, so yeah, You're like the Tony Robbins of... Uh... <laughs> All right. So uh, visit Gentleman.com uh, to reach the next level in your life. Mm-hmm. Come uh, visit us on our island. That's right. And uh, hopefully you'll come away enriched and uh, a better person. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you have done that, I suspect... Mm. You're going to want to dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. And you can do so by going to podcast.gentleman.com where you can listen to 137 previous episodes of the Gentleman Podcast, uh, hopefully over and over again. Mm. You know? Yeah. Just you go through 1 to 137 maybe in a week, and then you say, right. let's just start it all over again. Let's just keep this thing going. Brian, would you listen to the Tom Petty's Greatest Hits once? No. No way. No. I'd probably listen to it 137 times and then <laughs> start it all over again. You know, and and hear it with fresh ears. That's right, ears. Yeah, fresh mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, look, we get it. That's probably what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And well done in advance. Mm. Um, and once you do that, you're definitely want to get in touch with us. So that's cool. We 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 already have a whole system in place for that to happen. Right. Uh, you can send a letter to PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four, where we will get your letter. Gentleman mailbag. We will uh, talk about it amongst ourselves. We will talk about you behind your back. And then we will uh, talk about you on the Gentleman podcast. Yes. To your ears. To your ears and your... Straight to your ears. Mind. Yep. Uh, but then uh, we will uh, take your, your letter. We will post it on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know is the Hall of Fame. And uh, we'll probably send you something back in return. Because, you know, that's the kind of guys we are. Mm-hmm. One hand washes the other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's right. Wait. What? <laughs> How did I get involved in this hand-washing scheme? Uh, you were implicitly uh, <laughs> involved by being a co-founder of... Gen- okay, okay. Masters. All right. Yeah. But the lawyers will explain it all. I, um, <laughs> Our legal beagles. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, Glenn, uh, but that's the with here and over there, what is here, there, and everywhere, and uh, it's close to my heart. Is the drink of the week, and this week, Glenn, I uh, I have been able to procure. I skipped the whole email thing. You know, I was going to say a whole thing about sending us an email. Yeah, you can send us an email at howdyagentleman.com, Blah blah blah. You can probably talk to us. On we, we prefer letters. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to get. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so I'm going to skip that whole thing. But anyway, the point is, Glenn, uh, I, this week, uh, drink of the week, uh, we I I found a new brewery that we don't think we've talked about before. Uh, it's a little controversial for us because this mm-hmm. is a brewery from Raytown, Missouri. Whoa, 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 whoa! From across the border. This is this part of the this this little area is not known for its. Uh, um, small batch breweries or, mm. or, or uh, anything modern, really. Okay. Okay. I don't know much about Raytown, Missouri. I just know that it's in Missouri. It's, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Which, yeah. you know, as Kansas people, we have 
stigma. There's a <laughs> there's a long story behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, being in Missouri aside, Raytown. Uh, was the last place on earth I thought would come out of your mouth when you said this brewery's in uh, Missouri <laughs> Lebanon Lebanon Missouri <laughs> this is Nob Noster yeah <laughs> this is from Neptune um, Paris yeah uh, okay but uh, this is this is a porter it's called the Omar uh, whoa it's I, you know I don't know much about this <laughs> it says it's good in the summer I don't know. What? <laughs> Nothing like a thick, dark beer in the summer, huh? They, uh, they say, yeah, it's good in the winter, and uh, yeah, just it's good in the summer. I think that might just be because they want to sell it. Please buy our beer. Yeah. It says on an afternoon in May. Um, it's close. You could you could have one of these. We're in June, so that's a little bit <laughs> late. But uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's pop these open and see what... Uh, yeah. Wow. Let's see what happens. like a summer porter. You know what I like about uh, what I like about this brewery so far is unlike some Kansas breweries, I'm not trying to point any fingers, mm-hmm. but some Kansas breweries uh, take a silver generic can, slap a sticker on it, <laughs> and call it a day. Right. And this is professionally designed. Uh, yeah, uh, it's in bottles. It's you know, it's, I do I do like the design on this this label. It's it not seems bad. Like a pro- professional operation here. So oh, thank you, Brent. Um, about this now some facts about this beer is that it was uh it was 10 bucks six packs so kind of expensive Ooh. um Get the old don't really appreciate the local line local breweries trying to uh ups up the price on this but uh you know uh so that there's that uh it's six percent alcohol and uh, the ibus are unknown so we'll have to uh use our Beer sommelier instincts yeah. to uh, to determine that it smells good. It smells syrupy. Mmm. <sighs> yeah. Smell good. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, friend. It's not bad. That's pretty good. It's a. It's a pretty. It's a. It's a light. It's a lighter porter. Huh. Yeah. Who just It's like. Uh, It's kind of weird, kind of a. I don't know what to think. Yeah, it's it's a lighter porter. It's like I'm drinking leather, basically. Yeah, it's like a leather uh, cleat dipped in Seven Up that you <laughs> what? Take a fork out and chew. Yeah, great. Well, I'm gonna be honest. That my uh, my I have a prejudice against Missouri. It's really not that bad. I actually like Missouri quite a great deal. I have family that grew up there. I don't. Brian doesn't. Um, and uh, <laughs> um, aside, I don't have anything against it. There's some great people from Missouri. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I was pleasant. I'm pleasantly surprised at this. But the bar was set really low, just based on where you told me the right. where this is right. from. This is not an up and coming. This is like. Well, maybe this is the revolution. Maybe this starts the revolution. Yeah, there you go. The old Raytown, Raytown Revolution. I always starts I, here. I always like the name Raytown. It's, it's a cool name. I always thought yeah. you know it's like Ray Charles's you know town when I was growing up. That would be way cooler. We would be way cooler. Can we go to Raytown, Dad? <laughs> um, okay, Glenn. Well, if you had to add a uh, mm. just like an off the wall rating on this. Uh, on this beer, what would you uh, what would you put it as? I don't know what to do. Mm. I can't it's kind of yeah. It's 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 not really a it's not really a strictly a porter. No, and it's not it's not an ale. It's, it's almost a, like a Scotch ale. Like yeah. it's kind of mm-hmm. that's true. It's real. And that's the other thing too is like it feels like it should have more alcohol in it. Mm. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. I'm maybe I'm wrong on that. Just well, I can go get some. St- I think I have some yeah. whiskey. Granddad, just you know, just top it off. Yeah. All right. No, I'm, I'm saying for the alcohol that it. For six percent alcohol, it tastes way more. It tastes like it's got like more. In Sixteen. It. Yeah, not really. But maybe it does. Um, wow. Maybe this is just a a prank playing. They're playing on Kansas people. I think I would like this a lot more. Like right as it starts to turn spring. Hmm. Yeah. You know, still a little chilly, but yeah, still still cold outside. Maybe but it, it, a fire this going. is a good beer. This is a solid beer. Okay. okay. So uh, what would so what would you? Uh, 
I think I'm going to give it a 7.9. 7.9? Yeah. I was going to go 7.8. Yep. Um, it's a little higher than the price. 10 bucks. Oh, yeah. Oh. I forgot about that. I kind of like it though. It's like I do a, too. It's it, it kind of it's like this. Uh, it's like the Bermuda Triangle of beers <laughs> or something. It's it's just I don't know what to say about it. It's it's good. It's not great. It's not bad. It's good. It doesn't make it's, sense. It's, it's, it doesn't really make sense. Uh, it's kind of like me and Glenn <laughs> with the yeah. Bermuda Triangle podcast. We, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's kind of you send um, us a letter. Stupid. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah. 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 For sure. And but you know it's not terrible. Yeah. Hopefully. This is like uh, the Bitcoin of beer. Yes, uh, that's true. And uh, speaking of Bitcoin, Glenn, uh, <laughs> we are going to feed some facts into the world's only uh, machine learning, artificial intelligence, algorithm-based, blockchain, um, Bitcoin computer, beer rating computer. It's It only has one task. It doesn't, uh, you know do any math or anything like that it just all it does exists purely for one purpose and that is to uh give you empirical infallible scientifically based ratings for beers mustache with scale computer uh we're gonna we're gonna feed some facts into it Mm -hmm. and then we're gonna find out exactly what the real empirical score for this beer is so uh i forgot to talk about the brewing company it's 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 from the crane brewing company Mm. Uh, that's the name of the brewing company. I forgot. It's from Raytown, Missouri, but they're, they're called the Crane Brewing Company, and this is called the Omar. Okay? So, I, yeah, I, I don't know what the, the the significance of that name is, but, uh, you know, the it's got great, uh, the marketing packaging is really pretty great, you know? It's quite dark in here, yeah. so I can't really see Well, that. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not bad. Uh, yeah. But, okay, so... Um, Anyway, Glenn. Okay, let me uh, let me type some facts in the MTS computer, and then we'll know for sure what the actual rating for this beer is. So, uh, we said that the price was ten dollars nine ninety nine. Um, we said that the alcohol by volume is six percent, and I would put the IBU somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty three point six seven and twenty four. You think so? Yeah. What do okay. you? What, what? What would your Somalia? Twenty three point eight. Twenty three point eight. Okay. You know, I could. Uh, that's a solid range. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of variance there. Yep. So um, like half a point. Yeah. So. Exactly. That's uh, usually. You know. I don't know. Usually, I would be more accurate, but uh, tonight slipping, I'm feeling a little bit off. Slipping. Uh, okay. So it's pretty close there. Uh, so now we just have to wait a few seconds, and the MTS computer will uh, give us a printout, and then we'll know what the empirical infallible rating for this. Uh, the Crane Brewing Company's Omar Porter. This is not this is not a summer easy drinking beer. No, it's not. You're, you're going on a wild ride when you pop open a can or a bottle of uh, the Crane. Yeah, if it was Porter. like a 95 degree day and we were sitting out on the deck <laughs> and maybe we were working on some work stuff or something. Yeah, uh, this would not be what I'd probably reach for. Um, It'd be like drinking milk mm, on a hot day. Yeah, exactly. Which is a bad choice. Uh, well, I'm gonna. I hear the MPS computer's done. I'm gonna grab this report. We'll know in two seconds what the infallible empirical mustache with sale computer has to say about this. Also, I, I was looking at the the packaging, Brian. There's a cat, just a cat sketched on the I, side of the. Yeah, I know. I don't feel good about that either. <laughs> but, uh, okay, but um, let's see. What I do feel good about is the empirical infallible mustache with scale computer's ability to find the correct score about uh this brewing company's uh porter and uh the the uh the mustache twist scale computer comes in at a 7.85 that's very specific it is very specific uh it must be right you know i suggest that it would be right mm-hmm. yes well wow. um i did i do some research uh prior to this uh, in our friends over at beersnob.com which we know and love um oh boy they came in at a seven point Seven eight. Typical. Yeah. Seven point seven eight. Mm-hmm. Man. So I. I mean, at what point do we start? You know, lawyering up for yeah yes. intellectual property. I agree. They're they're off, they're awfully they're infringing on our scores at this point. This like Watergate. Very close. This is like Beergate. Very close to our scores. Hot Watergate. You know, I don't know if they've got, maybe they stole the MTS computer plans and they built their own version of it or what. Please. I don't know. Um, There's no way. Anyway, Glenn. Okay, well, let's move on to some interesting posts from Gentleman.com in the last two weeks or so. Good idea, Brian. I'm getting all hot and bothered. I know. I'm starting to get all upset here and, and, you know, we just need to to move on and and 
covers some interesting posts from gentleman.com. Uh, and this is one of those posts, and uh, this was something that was posted by uh, a great gentleman user, maybe the greatest gentleman user of all time. You think so? Um, could be. Okay. Could be. Um, all right. All right. <laughs> this is user number one. Oh, please. And his name is me. Mm-hmm. Um, I posted this uh, to gentlemen. This is an interesting little article. There's not much to it. Uh, let me just get to the point here. Uh, over in Sweden, uh, we have some friends over in Sweden that uh, they're really into environmental causes. Mm-hmm. And as part of moving in that direction, they have decided that one thing that they could do would be to brew a beer... Out of recycled wastewater mm. uh, in order to promote environmental causes. In order to, well, it's a proof of concept, right? It's a- they, they want to, what they're looking to do is to promote uh, recycled wastewater as a water source, given mm. that the mm-hmm. water that we have is getting less. Getting, <laughs> getting less, I guess. So, so anyway, the point is there weren't many uptakers on the uh, the water side of things. Yeah, right. I guess if you add beer to the occasion, uh, I think that that there was a lot of people that were interested in lining up to take on this uh, wastewater based beer. Well, it's I mean, it's, it's just rainwater, right? They just collected rainwater, right? Isn't that isn't that what this is? Uh, sewage water beer. Oh, wastewater. So so, so poop water. Well. I mean, that's one way of putting it, yes. So is this like a brown ale? Or <laughs> it's a pilsner. It's a pilsner. <laughs> it's a, more of a yellow ale. <laughs> uh, amber-bodied. Uh, number one. <laughs> number one. Uh, uh, but un- unfortunately, the beer is only available in Sweden for now. Uh, but perhaps the thought of drinking sewage water will uh, get you amped <laughs> about uh, protecting... Our world's natural resources, or at least to recycle that next can of bud. So the thing I love most about this article on the Popular Mechanics website is the tagline, and it simply bottoms up. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. I mean, if if the only thing you could possibly do, if like a beer, like beer's running out, the only thing you can do... Is use yep. recycled hey, sewage water. Get it done. Drinking. I think I'd rather go to Mars. I, I, I'd be okay with that. I, I would be like, I, you know, if this is what we have to do to, uh, to continue our lives of beer. Yep. Then, you know. Uh, my, my thing is, honestly, like, if you could prove to me that the poop water was now... Just as clean as tap water, I would drink it. I don't care. I have no. Like I have, if you had a mathematician or like an MTS computer there to say right, when the water is or fine, just a simple test, like a you know. Okay. Well. Oh yeah. You know. Um. I. I don't care. I really. I really don't have any emotional. There's like, no stigma. Yeah. You know. As long as it's purified. Right. It's good. It's you know? and you know they can do that now and and that's all good. It's just it's a, it's a tough road to hoe when you gotta when you gotta make some beer out of out of. Out of, uh, <laughs> hey man, whatever it takes, you know. I think I think they should have played it up and made it like you know IP freely, right? Brewery or, or you know or yeah, you know uh, the number number one or number two right? the IP yeah the IP the IP. Yeah, IP dash A. Yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, quite frankly, I think I'd rather drink that beer than normal IPAs. So yeah, that's true. I, I agree. Anyway, I got no problems with this. I, I kind of, I actually kind of like the idea of people thinking about this. And you know, there have been some. It's kind. There's some kind of scary statistics statistics about you know population and Earth's you know natural resources. Yep. So if we got to drink our beer from poo water, it may come to that. Hey, I've seen Waterworld. Yeah. If Kevin Costner can drink his own urine, that's right. I mean, mm-hmm. you, I could drink a beer. I could drink Kevin Costner's urine. Yeah, exactly. Throw some hops in, in it, shake it up. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, agreed. Well, sort of. Well, Brian, uh, that was interesting, and uh, thank you for posting that. I yeah. now feel better about my place in life. The future is bright. Yeah, the future is 
bright yellow. Yeah. Um, all right. Next tack that we are featuring today is from our good friend Tony O. Oh, oh, oh. And he uh, has posted, Woman's obituary takes a dark turn, colon, take care of your kids. And a cautionary tale. This is a cautionary tale. Um, so the obituary, it's, just, it's a really simple article. It's just a screenshot of an obituary. Uh, older, older lady mm-hmm. in the photo, Kathleen Demlo. Uh, it starts to talk about when she was born, where she was born. She married Dennis Demlo at St. Anne's here and there. Had two children, Gina and Jay. Uh, and then this is where it starts to get off the rails. In 1962, she became pregnant by her husband's brother, Lyle Demlo, and moved to California. She abandoned her children, Gina and Jay, who were then raised by her parents and Clements, and then names the grandparents. She passed away, blah, blah, blah. And she, <laughs> she passed away on May 31st, 2018 in Springfield and will now face judgment. She will not be missed by Gina and Jay, and they understand that the world is a better place without her. Ow! That, uh... That's a pretty rough obituary. That is, uh... That is a lot of... I feel like there was some counseling that needed to happen at some point to... to I, I don't know, Brian. This could have been a good hot-button topic. How do you feel about this, uh, getting the last word on... On mom's, uh... Uh... It's pretty weird. I mean, I mean, I think a lot of people have unsettled, you know, animosity towards towards people that pass away. But it's pretty much universally understood that when they pass away, hey, you know, you don't speak of the dead. Let's just let it go, move on. Yeah. You know, these the, I there must be some serious stuff going on here because they are still after however many years, and her passing away, we're not able to. Let sleeping dogs lie, uh, and so that, that must be some serious stuff. But uh, you know, it's an interesting thing that you would take out an obituary ad and basically just uh, throw mom under the bus, right? Or, you know, I don't know. Let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, she's eighty, right? When she passed, and so her. Um I like that kind of uh, tangent here. I like that Fox News has tried to like to fill column space. Has tried to like write out everything and give some comments with each. Right, right. <laughs> so they have a full article. It's really simple obituary. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I, and then the thing is too that I was going to say is that these kids of hers aren't aren't like twenty and twenty five. They're you know in their sixties. Yeah. Right. So if, I don't know, man. Well, uh, the point of it is don't. Uh, <laughs> I guess don't sleep with your um, husband's brother. Husband's brother. Yep. And yeah. run off to California because then you'll end up with an obituary like this. Yep. So yeah. Uh, okay, cautionary tale. But wow. um, yeah, it, it's pretty pretty awesome. Uh, awesomely, <laughs> like you know, not not like not awesome. Not like high like five. Awesome. Weird is what I'm trying to say. It's pretty yeah. incredible. Um, but anyway, Glenn. Okay, well, enough of that because that's just that's just dark. It's very dark. Let's talk about something that's that is awesome. Let's bring it back up. And this is uh, this is posted by our good friend Demon, um, and Demon, uh, longtime poster gentleman, uh, great guy, uh, really uh, awesome contributor to the site. Yes, and once again, he comes through in the clutch with this tag. It's called Bullet Mustang was displayed on the Washington Mall and. Uh, a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about the fact that they uncovered the original, one of the original Bullet Mustangs from the movie Bullet. Um, one of them was so badly destroyed that uh, I believe that it was, you know, gone forever. And then this one was so like somebody had it in their garage in California for yeah. forty years, and you know, all of a sudden it reappears, and it's the actual original Bullet, one of the original Bullet cars, right? From the movie, and uh, so this this has been on display a couple places, but uh, the, uh, in Washington D.C., uh, the same place that holds the Washington Monu- Monument, um, the Historic Vehicle Association uh, put the this original Bullet Mustang on display in a glass case, uh, sitting in this park, and uh, it's a beautiful thing to have sitting there and it was only a temporary time i think it was only for a few weeks in april um but uh you could 
if you were happen to be there and you were lucky enough to be there at that time, you could walk up and take a look, real close look, at uh, this bullet Mustang, um, the original one that was driven in, in the uh, in the movie. So uh, that's pretty cool. I wish I would have known about it, uh, or I wish I would have been in Washington D.C. at this time. <laughs> uh, I'm a car guy. I, I I think that bullet Mustang is probably one of the coolest cars I could ever uh, imagine driving. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of it and, uh, just seeing pictures of it, uh, elicits a, you know, uh, I don't know. There's a, there's just something about how cool that car looks, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, um, and I think in the, when we, when we brought up the bullet, uh, tack and, and previous episode, mm-hmm. I, I posed, I think I asked you the question, would you, would you buy that Mustang? Like the, the, the the remake of it that they just recently released right. and you said in a, in a hot minute right right yeah I would I would too right I would uh, I'm not a car guy and it's I don't know there's something about Bullet I've watched that movie I think a couple of times yeah I mean it's the iconic car chase scene yeah it's the you know it's the the one car chase the, scene yeah it's like the, it's like I don't know I don't, I don't know how to, it's when they figured out, like, oh my, oh, we can we can film this, oh, right. yeah, oh, <laughs> and it's in the streets of San Francisco, right. to boot, which is just <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, uh, impossible to to imagine. But the uh, yeah, uh, the car is just you know just screams classic sixties cool, you know, just uh, I mean that's just what it is. It's just a mean machine, basically. Put on um, some Beach Boys, yeah, or. Something else. <laughs> what you don't like Beach Boys? Uh, I don't know if we. I don't not, know if the Beach not Boys. Muscle car music. I don't know if Steve McQueen. She's real fine. My four oh nine. Well, I mean, okay. that's Brian. true. Yeah. Be true to your school. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe Beach Boys could work. Kokomo. What would maybe Steve not. McQueen be listening to in that car? <laughs> not Beach Boys. He. I wonder if he's like a old country kind of guy. I don't know. I'm not sure what his music was. I'm not sure. I don't know. But uh, anyway, Glenn. This, so uh, if you if you weren't in Washington D.C. in April, you missed this display. Uh, hopefully, now that the Bullet Mustang is making the rounds, it's been on display a couple different places. Hopefully, it'll end up someplace close to us, and we can go check it out. I would. I would drive uh, 500 miles. I'd walk. 500 I'd walk 500 miles. <laughs> I'd walk 500 more. I'd walk. Fi- yeah, 500 more just to be. The man that walks 500 miles to go look at this car. To go see Bullet Mustang. Yes. So I was actually going to say, it'd be pretty cool if Bullet ended up in the Smithsonian at some point. Yeah, because uh, the Smithsonian sponsored this or something. There's, there's some, I think so. I think that's what it yeah. said. Um, I think they were involved with getting this uh, along with the uh, Historic Vehicle Association. Oh, uh, it was... Yeah. Uh, it's It was... It's bordered by the Smithsonian Museum, so the, the Historic Vehicle Association put it on display <laughs> on the grounds of the Smithsonian um, Museum. So I was reading the other part of this article, Brian, and I forgot about this. Uh, they also featured other amazing cars, right? Mm-hmm. They have the uh, Ferraris used in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Is that the one that Cameron drives through the... Yeah. Yeah, which is interesting. And then mm-hmm. they have a uh, 1984 Plymouth Voyager, widely accepted as the first minivan. So that's an interesting <laughs> inclusion. <laughs> How awesome would it be to see a minivan in a glass case? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, I'm going to stick with the bullet, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That one yeah, makes more stick sense. With that. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, maybe someday I'll, uh, you know, we'll make a ton of money and I'll, uh, I'll buy the uh, 68 bullet and, and it'll be on display at my house. And I'll watch you. That's right. Buy it. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that means uh, there was some great posts from gentleman.com the last few weeks or so. Uh, that means it's time for the toast this week, Glenn. Yes. And uh, we spent last week doing lots of stuff. We did spend. We were we were oh. working on some projects, doing some things. We had we basically had a week. We had Memorial Day. Yes. You know, we had a couple days off there. Had the weekend. And uh, one of the things we kept talking about yep. was The Burbs. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. I ended up watching it after we talked. We kept talking about it because main character, Tom Hanks' character in the movie, uh, has a week off work. And all these things happen if you haven't seen The Burbs. And uh, it's all it's all 
based in his neighborhood and and uh it's, it's a of, mystery it's a mystery it's a thriller it's got Corey feldman it's one of my favorite movies of all time probably yeah. it's a, it's fantastic and uh I, so this is so for this toast i wanted to toast the director of the burbs which because i watched I, I ended up watching the burbs okay because we were talking about it so much <laughs> i ended up watching it and it holds up really well. I mean, it you know it's really good. I got a really I really enjoyed watching it uh, for the 60th time or whatever. Um, but I, I I was like, who directed this movie? Because it it's really well done. And I found out that Mr. Joe Dante, mm-hmm. in fact, directed this. And Mr. Joe Dante also directed a lot of other interesting movies. Uh, notably, he directed Gremlins. Wow. And uh, Gremlins, Inner Space, which you know, it's kind of a fringe. You know, some people are into that one. It's uh, it's a movie about shrinking down and going in inside somebody's body. It's, it's Go, a honey, I shrink the kids. Yeah, basically. Um, but also, and I have to say, this one's close to my heart. Matinee. Hmm. Which one is that? Matinee has John Goodman in it, and it's all about this. Uh, this guy that comes to a town in the Florida Keys, I believe, and uh, he brings a theater show that's all about a nuclear holocaust. Okay. In the yeah. 1950s, when uh, the or 19, the early 1960s, when the Cuba Cuban, yeah, Cuban, Cuban missile crisis, crisis was going yeah. on, and it's all about that. It's a great movie. It's it's kind of cheeseball, but yeah. I think it's got like 87 percent of Rotten Tomatoes, so wow. everybody loves it. Um, it's a really interesting, unique movie, and I, and I actually love that movie a lot. But Gremlins? I mean, come on. He directed Gremlins. That's your, that's like, your Christmas movie, right? That's my favorite Christmas movie. Um, and The Burbs. And he directed The Burbs as well. I mean... Uh, oh, man. So, anyway, t- point is, this guy is super talented. Uh, some of my favorite movies of all time, uh, this guy's directed. Uh, but uh, it seems like his, his career's kind of trailed off a little bit. Uh, Gremlins 2 and then Matinee seem like you know might have been the, the top in i don't small soldiers is that like a is that like a uh cartoon movie or something let me or? let me look this up while you're while you're talking around i'm just curious small soldiers is a 1998 um fiction fantasy action comedy film yes yes that's uh, it, right. i think they used yeah man small soldiers had a knockout cast phil hartman Kirsten Dunst. Wow. Dennis Leary. Tommy Lee Jones. I'll tell you, Joe, Joe Dante gives you a call. You're showing up. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. He yeah. had his hand in his movie. Of course. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Wow. Uh, so anyway. Uh, Didn't do so well at the box office. Well, you know. Can't hit a home run every time at the they plate. They can't always be hits, Glenn. <clears throat> I don't know. I, 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 I don't know anything about Mr. Dante other than what you just told me, Brian. Mm-hmm. But... I'd like to shake his hand and tell him how much better my life is because of him. Let me tell you something. If you watch The Burbs <laughs> and you consider the person that was in charge of making that movie happen, yep, I would say that uh, that is a well-done career mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. If that's his only movie, which is not, it's also Gremlins, <laughs> which is awesome, it's also Grim- <laughs> then I would say well done. Yeah. Well done, sir. He said out of the park twice. That's better than Emily Shyamalan, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's a he's yesteryear's M. Night Shyamalan, but better. Well, yeah, and less predictable. <laughs> I mean, less going from Gremlins to Small Soldiers, less predictable than M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's the case, but uh, <laughs> thought I'd throw that in. But there. Yeah. Was, anyway, uh, okay, Glenn. Well, a toast to uh, Mr. Dante. Thank you, sir. Mm, cheers, your- my friend incredible contributions to my uh to my life if we could knight this is essentially knighting somebody this is our version of knighting somebody whoever look whoever was involved with the burbs right i mean i don't care dr klopek <laughs> i don't know what the actor's name is ruben yeah. i don't know art art yes art i forget his name yeah but Corey the, Feldman. i all of them deliver i should just do a series of toasts <laughs> that's all of the members of the cast of the burbs and the director, and the producers, and the guy that got the sandwiches. Yeah, I don't yeah, know who yeah. that is, yeah. but thank yeah. you, because it's yeah. a great movie. If you haven't seen The Burbs, 
It's your homework for you next week. You gotta go watch that movie. It's fantastic. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the uh, <clears throat> hot buddy topic. I trailed off there. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, and this week, Glenn, uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, it turns out that uh, one of the websites that we visit very frequently, yes, was purchased by Microsoft for seven point five billion dollars. Yep. Uh, I can't remember how many shares, like $33 million or something like that? All stock Microsoft. purchase. Yeah, a bunch of... Uh, they're, they're now like the highest stockholders in Microsoft or something, mm-hmm. which is like... To me, I'd be like, okay, I want to sell all my stock right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like Bill Gates and then those two guys. Yeah. Um, or three guys. The, so GitHub is the, uh, the site we're talking about. And GitHub is... Uh, it's basically a place where everyone in the world puts their programming code... Yes. To save it. It's like a central hub for uh, holding on to programming code. It, uh, it helps collaboration with yeah, other programmers. You, 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 you know, if you're working with somebody, one person does something and they move it up to GitHub, and then the other person does something and they move it up, and then you can both share yeah. and collaborate on it. Uh, it's a really awesome site, and it's really ubiquitous in mm-hmm. the programming industry. Um, and so it's a little strange that... Microsoft uh, bought. I mean, the, the one of the weird things is that they never made a profit their entire time, even though that there's there's a built-in pay. It's not free. You you have to pay to use it. Yeah. Um, but somehow they managed to never turn a profit in the the what twelve years they've been around. Nine Since years. Two thousand six, maybe. Okay. Something so like that. yeah. So about twelve years. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve, thirteen years. Yeah. No, maybe two thousand eight. So it's about ten years. So Glenn, I can tell that you're for this. <laughs> you bet, Brian. <laughs> Have I ever been for anything more than this? So we we I don't know if you remember this, Brian, but we went to a little conference in Austin, Texas called South by Southwest. Now yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of South by Southwest, but what you didn't know well, they've heard of the music section right. portion. Right. But there's three weeks, all right? Yeah. And in the the week before the music, or maybe it's mm-hmm. two weeks before, mm-hmm. Is the interactive uh, part of the festival, right. and that's for web developers. So it's like if if um, Texas was the music festival, then Guam is the interactive festival. Yes. Okay. So right. nobody knows about it unless you're a web developer. Right. So we went. I think this is the. Uh, well, our hotel was haunted. Anyway. Yeah. There's another story about that story. some other day. Yeah. But. Uh, a ghost haunted, haunted our hotel room, and we. But we also, in that South by Southwest, were in the midst of rarefied air, Brian. We or we, we we were pulling in rarefied air. We were within twenty feet of the co-founder of GitHub at a party. Oh, okay. I don't remember this. But yeah, I remember it. I might have been three sheets of the wind. Do you, so. remember, you were. <laughs> Do you remember that place? You probably don't, but there was a place where we got hand-rolled cigars. They were like making oh, yeah. cigars outside. No, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like yeah. handed you a cigar and you walked in. Yeah. And we and it was kind of raining. raining. And yeah. then this tarp like fell yeah. on me and this other guy right. full of water. Yeah. So we were soaked. Yeah. Anyway, it was it, it was a weird night. But and so the GitHub co-founder was there, defunct? Yeah, yeah with this with this significant other. And uh, yeah. uh okay. and I remember thinking at the time, like, this guy's got it. This guy's got it made in the shade. He's got a popular service that everybody mm-hmm. needs and wants to use yep. he's he's young he's got everything going mm-hmm. for him yep this is as good as it gets right yeah. for him he should probably you know hang it up right and uh turns out you're wrong i was dead wrong now he's like a one of the richest people yeah. in the country probably yeah, he is uh yeah i i i knew about this guy because i went to a django conference mm-hmm. which um in 2009 and somebody bailed on doing a talk and that one of the founders of github uh stepped in hmm. that and, guy yeah oh. and uh just gave his github talk which is like a standard like this is how we built github this is why we built it um you know <laughs> this is what happened uh and he was a pretty in surprisingly engaging public speaker huh. he was pretty good at it like uh he had had a whole presentation worked out i'm sure he'd done it countless times before yeah but it was basically just like the history of github and, mm-hmm. and why we built it and what we're doing now and, and stuff like that and it was it was pretty good talk it was one of the better talks that i attended while i was down there and it was just kind of off the cuff 
And uh, now I'm really pissed off because the guy's like a multi-billionaire. <laughs> I don't think he's multi. I think he's only a billionaire. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I feel much So, better. there, That's that should be so easier. We're basically the same yeah. apples and oranges then. Right, yeah, right, 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 okay. right, right. Well, yeah. So, but it's it's another one of those. It's really interesting to see. You meet somebody in the 10 years... They're billionaires. Well, meet somebody. Yeah. We, we saw some yeah, guy. <laughs> right. We saw, yeah. But he's in the same industry at the right. time. And like, you right. know, he's basically us at the time. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, and, exactly. But anyway, so, I, I, you know, so what am I in favor of? I'm in favor of this because I'm sure Microsoft is going to do right by the product <laughs> after they buy it. Because they do. So, they like the Windows phone, for example. Yes. Um, that worked out pretty well. And I'm trying to think of whether I think they had a Minecraft? social network. Minecraft? I don't know. They bought Minecraft. They bought Minecraft. I, I think it's they, still they, a thing. Yeah, I've never there. played Minecraft ever. Neither have I. I don't know. I don't yeah. know anything about it other Neither than the, the guy that bought the guy that sold Minecraft got like really lonely. Yeah, <laughs> he had like a billion yeah. dollars. Yeah, and outbid Jay Z on a house in right. L.A. But he doesn't right. know what to do with. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, so, I, you know, uh, the article I was reading about it says that Microsoft's turned a corner, that they're a different company now, and that... This, this kind of is their this, stake in the ground. This shows that. You know, yep. the thing about the Minecraft uh, deal that I found really interesting was, like, they didn't even really want Minecraft. They didn't care about it. <laughs> but it was it was all about taxes. It was all about... What? It was all about taxes. In order to avoid some, you know, huge tax thing, they had to make some kind of an acquisition, like a major acquisition to subvert some tax situation it's basically like we can buy a company or you know pay the same amount in taxes might as well buy a company as you might as well buy a company and so hey. it was like bought minecraft microsoft come on yeah hey. look brian and i i don't want to say gentlemen's for sale right but, but if it were <laughs> and you need to you know tax situation right you need to form a tax perfect. shelter exactly right this will work out really well and, you know, we don't have much users' data. Right. But. We do have me and Glenn's data. Right. You can have all of it. We, yeah. You can have our social security we numbers. pull open the kimono. Yeah. We, uh, I'll give back. you my social security card, <laughs> my driver's license, all my credit card numbers. No problem. Um, but, yeah. So, I don't know. So, maybe this is kind of a similar deal. But, you know, uh, GitHub. Yeah. It's surprising to me, you mentioned to me that GitHub hadn't turned a profit the entire time that they've been in existence, and I was really surprised by that because they've it's always been a, a paid service. It's, it's not, you know, you always hear about some company that is doing like, oh, it's, it's all free, and of course they're not making money, but this is a service that I've always paid for every I've month paid for, yeah. for the last 12 years or something. Yeah, and they took out $330 million dollars. In venture capital, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know how you. I don't know. And it, and it, it, that doubly makes it weird too for Microsoft to to pay <laughs> seven and a half billion dollars for a company that's never been able to make money. I mean, that's I I don't understand. I mean, I've always thought that you you paid for a business where you know there was guaranteed profits, and you do some calculation, right, about like, yep. Well, the the profits are. Three hundred thousand dollars a year, and then so you pay. Well, we'll pay you know fifteen times that. Yep, and that'll be the the buying price of the thing. You know, right? So they're going on potential, I guess. I think you know it might be one of the situations where they say, well, you have all this overhead. We can mitigate some of that overhead by lopping off some employees. Yeah, by you know yeah. using some of Microsoft's crackerjack marketing team. <laughs> Um, yes, maybe their HR. I don't know how right. their their company's structured. But. Moving everybody to surfaces. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, if it's good enough for NFL football sidelines, then uh, somebody uh, somebody made some comment about how like Microsoft has all their code on GitHub. Yeah, they do. They're like so, the largest committer. So maybe you know they were wanting to. They were worried about securing that platform is where they have like all their stuff. You know. Seven point five billion dollars, though. I mean, that's a lot of money to secure. I'm not that worried. Yeah. Plus, it's yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens. It's 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 kind of weird when uh, like we've got all our stuff on there, right? We kind of trust this company with mm-hmm. holding onto it. It's kind of like a bank, almost. Kind of, yeah. You know, like you you put a bunch of work into something, and you that's true. You proprietary de- work. You deposit it up there, 
and you expect that it's going to be secure and right. available and the price is going to get jacked up and like all this stuff. Right. Um, so I don't know. It's a little, little concerning to see what's going to happen with that. I'm not sure. At least, you know, uh, at least it's not Salesforce or something like that. You know what I mean? Like Microsoft, like Microsoft's done some stuff in their time, but with, with Minecraft and there's some other acquisition. They LinkedIn. Made. LinkedIn. They just kind of left them alone. They're just kind of. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. So maybe they'll just, you know, let this thing go and it won't be a big deal. Uh, yeah, I hope so. For our sake. Yeah, I know. So, Brian, you're clearly against this hot button issue. I am. I'm very much against this. Okay. Microsoft acquisition of right. LinkedIn. Or, <laughs> of GitHub. <laughs> this is terrible. This is a this is abomination. I can tell you're incensed. I, I'm, I'm so incensed. Mm. It's terrible. Well, hey, you know what's also terrible? What's this that? beer after it gets warm. It is really bad. It is not good. I rescind my... Bit, it's starting to get a little bit of... Yeah. Like, uh, IP dash A. <laughs> yeah, plus they got the whole, they use the weird metallic cap. Mm-hmm. You know, that. For whatever yeah. reason, Metallica. some beer companies, Metallica. Yeah. They, the, the cap, you know, Brian's going to open another one here. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, maybe I will too. Um, yeah, metallic caps just taste a little goofy. Yeah, there's a few breweries that we know of that Ooh. are on the blacklist. Got to port in the glass, otherwise. <sighs> well, anyway, Glenn, they'll kick your. So we agree that this is a terrible idea. <laughs> I don't know, Brian. I think it's capitalism that it works. So that's my argument. <laughs> and a fine argument it is. Glenn. A fine <laughs> argument it is. Is anybody listening anymore? No, I, I hope so. not. Um, anyway, Glenn. Okay, well, regardless, we'll see what happens with the GitHub thing. It's it's pretty interesting in our lives. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Microsoft's you know big enough. They're smart enough. Hopefully, they'll just let it let it be. Uh, honestly, I'm, I hope they turn the corner. I hope. I mean, I hope they have turned the corner. I hope this is a a good thing for them. And well, it's interesting because you know you were saying earlier that there was like speculation that they were basically at the point where they had to sell to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, GitHub, yeah, and. You know, certainly wouldn't want to want it to shut down. You know, to the point, you know, because that that would be a huge resource that we'd have to, you know, find another another place to host. There's a few other platforms. Yeah, but but still, I mean, it would just like you know. Yeah. So if if they really were running out of money and and that was a must sell kind of situation, then uh, then I'm glad that that Microsoft stepped to the plate and and got something done. I'm kind of surprised that Amazon didn't go buy everything. They have a whole platform for developers and yeah. I don't know. But maybe they're like, eh, we'll just build our own. Could be. I mean, they've done that with everything else. <laughs> I I wouldn't use it, I don't think. Unless it... Well, anyway. That's another discussion. I don't think... Yeah, I mean, GitHub... It's kind of the one you go to, basically. It's entrenched. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the uh, final segment of the Gentleman Podcast, which is the questions from the Gentleman Mailbag. And this week, I read an article... Mm-hmm. Netflix is getting a little crazy with stuff. They're, they're playing it fast and loose with their <laughs> with their plans for series. I mean, they'll take any idea they can think of to get a series out there. Fuller House, and this is uh, this is an example of that. Uh, apparently, Dolly Parton is going to partner with Netflix to turn, I believe, six of her most beloved songs into a television series. So each each episode is huh. a story that is based on one of her most popular songs. So Jolene, I'm thinking Jolene's in there. Yeah. I hope it is. I'm thinking Hard Candy Christmas is in there. Yep. I'm thinking I will always love you. I will always love you. Yeah, is probably in there. Uh, and beyond that, I have no idea. That's half the episodes. So she's got a bunch of songs under here, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that song. But yeah, Jolene is Jolene a great story by itself. Jolene. Isn't that the one with the, the colonel or whatever his name was? Like the guy, Colonel Sanders? Is it? Colonel Sanders. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Something the, about uh, he sued her and he's like, I'll, don't worry about it. I'll, he, she made no bones about it and gave him the rights that to was, the song. That was I Will Always Love You. Oh, okay. That was, okay. She wrote that for him. Okay. Uh, you'll have to check out the Drunk History um, <laughs> show for, for more details on that. But, but that's what I was thinking when I when I when you initially brought up the subject. I immediately thought of Drunk History mm-hmm. and how they would be great to do this series 
get Dolly Parton hammered and then have her tell the storyline story behind, behind the it. Yeah, that would be a good When idea. I was 17. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the point is, Glenn, uh, this got me thinking. Yes. That, you know, Dolly Parton's turning her songs into, uh, into Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, why can't we just pick some songs and turn them into Netflix shows? So if you were going to pick some, pick, pick some songs or pick a song mm-hmm. and turn it into a Netflix show, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Well, um, Brian, at first I thought about Bohemian Rhapsody, but that's already been, that's already, you know, they're, the they're making of, a movie. They're making a movie that. about Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody. Is it Netflix? No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. So we got Bohemian Rhapsody covered. That's in the works. Um, th- there's so many good songs, but <laughs> so as we, are we, the aforementioned uh, week that we had where we got to work on some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a little bit about the police. Yes. The band, not yes. the 5 That's true. And yeah, uh, how they have some creepy songs. And they so do. I thought it would be great to take Every Breath You Take and turn it into a, an episode. Like a thriller. Yeah, like a, like a you know, kind of... That's scary. Ring, ring, yeah, ring. right. Yeah. yeah. Every Breath You Take. Yeah, it's true. Every move you make. That could be... Could be like a swim fan kind of movie, you know? Yeah, yeah, real creepy and yeah, I can see that. And, and I know that you like creepy, scary movies. I do like so. scary movies. Yeah, I can see how that could be a really good scary movie. Yeah, maybe it's like a vampire. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's yeah. a lot of opportunities for to, yeah. There to, is. To really... That's really open ended. I'm I'm surprised we haven't been called by Netflix yet. <laughs> even just you saying that because that's such a good idea for a. Yeah, yeah. I mean Alexa should be reporting this back to the mothership right now as we speak. <laughs> Contact Netflix CEO. Mm, I don't know that. Well, <laughs> come on, Alexa. We we know, we know you know. Uh, okay, so that's good. that's a good idea. Every breath you take, that's a good choice. That would that would work yeah. out pretty well, I think. Yeah, that would be a good. That yeah. would be a good series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought about it. It's tough, you know. I I wanted to I wanted to do something that would be like a love story. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a real. Timeless tale, beautiful, mm. like timeless tale of of love, uh-huh. and that's why I uh, I thought that the song "Whole Lot of Love" by Led Zeppelin <laughs> would would be a would be a great would be a great Netflix series. A uh, whole lot of love. Yeah, you know, a love story. Wow, uh, just real sweet romantic. Yeah, you know, tale. Yeah. About love. Mm. Whole lot of love. A whole, whole lot of love. Got a whole lot of love. A whole lot of love. Way down. <laughs> Way, Way down. down in, deep down. Deep down. down. Deep down. Uh, yeah, that that is a classic it's love a classic song. It's a classic love song. It's uh, one of the best love songs of all time. It really is. It's I, like Kiss from a Rose or Whole Lot of Love. <laughs> I don't know. If I was going to choose one. Kiss from a Rose would be great. Yeah, well, that, that would be awesome. That would maybe be the sequel. Okay, that could be the okay. sequel. If we're doing a television series, there's a few. <laughs> there could be a couple. Oh man, a Kiss from a Rose. You know, Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. What a great song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I almost thought of Highway, or Highway, uh, Stairway to Heaven. Oh, okay. uh, so another Led Zeppelin. That would have been good. That would be pretty abstract. Yeah. I also thought of uh, Phil Collins in the Air Tonight. Mm. It's just so you know, the world. There's a whole story about him supposedly seeing somebody drowning, you know. Really? Yeah. There's what? A, there's like this urban urban legend. I it's, remember. Yeah. Yes. Or, okay. So yeah. here's the thing. Like supposedly with that song, mm-hmm. the, well, this is not true. This is. Let me preface this by saying this is not true. It's been disproven. Yes. Okay. But supposedly there was some urban legend that Bill Collins actually watched somebody drowned. Or no, he he saw somebody that watched somebody drowned and didn't help them, and then saw saw the same person in attendance at one of his con- concerts, <laughs> and that's what he wrote the song about. That's what should be. They should make an episode about that. Exactly. That'd be a yes. great storyline. Yeah. Exactly. Dude. Yeah. Oh man. Like that. And that, that's you know. That's and supposedly that's what yeah exactly, but it turns out that's not true. I wish it was, but it turns out that that's not true. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I think I think Netflix should just pick a song and put a series about it. 
Look, they're just throwing stuff against the wall at this point. See what sticks? I feel like there Go could be the a gentleman television series and <laughs> you know it might work you know who knows didn't Kid Rock have like a reality show for a while I'm sure he did I don't know I feel like our show would be on par with that however it went yeah probably or like Vanilla Ice's yeah uh, yeah 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 house building show yeah wait no like he built actual houses yeah he had a reality show where he was like flipping houses well, there you go. And then go. something happened where there was like a... Suge Knight? A lot of... Yeah. Yeah, Suge Knight showed up and took the house and told him to screw <laughs> up. Yeah. Um, no, it was something about like there was some dispute, legal dispute about him stealing something. Or, I don't remember. But my mind is full of weird pop culture facts. So. Oh, man. Uh, so anyway. But, I thought you were talking... Because there, there was like a... Is it Big Brother? No, there's some... Some show where they get like a bunch of celebrities to like live with each other for a week or something. That's Big Brother. That's Is that Big, Big Brother? Brother yeah. Okay. And it was like <laughs> the guy from Chips. <laughs> um, what's his name? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember his name. Why is it so funny? The guy from Chips and Vanilla Ice and like all these other people. <laughs> but. Somehow the guy from Chips was like the ringleader and was like keeping everybody in line was like the emotional, you know, like stronghold. And everybody everybody else was falling apart. But the guy from Chips <laughs> held it together. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah, I watched an episode and I cried and laughed and like it I was great. That sounds like Celebrity Big Brother. To yeah, me, where they yeah. all live in the. Yeah. Oh man, what is that guy's name? The guy from Chips. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. They- <laughs> Oh, punch. <laughs> Play punch. Punch. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh. Oh. I thought you were talking about the remake of Eric Estrada. Eric no, Estrada. no, no. Eric Estrada was oh my the gosh. Oh man. He was a champ. Wow. Eric Estrada. Punch. Oh. Wow. Well. How did we get on this rabbit trail? I don't know. Netflix? Yeah. Whoo. Just need to have a show with vanilla ice and punch. Like hanging out. And doing stuff. Wow, that's a weird couple. People it really did. was. Yeah. And they were like fast friends. I don't know why I remember this or why I was so drawn into it. But it was the guy from Chips. And, you know, Vanilla Ice. And there, there's one poignant part of the episode where they go to like a karaoke bar. <laughs> and, of course, they play Ice Ice Baby. Of course. And they're like, oh, you gotta get up and sing. And he's like, no. No way. But Eric Estrada gets it done, right? Yeah. Insightful man. Yeah. Anyway, I, I I I have all the respect in the world for Eric Estrada. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Maybe a future <laughs> toast next yeah. week or something. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, Glenn. Okay. Well, we, we uh, so uh, we figured out that your song would be um, chips theme song. The chips theme song. No, yeah. it, it would it would be. Uh, oh gosh, I forgot it now already. Um, Every breath you take. Every breath you take. Yeah. And that would be a great thriller. We would. My uh, whole lot of love. Right. The uh, Kiss from a Rose sequel would yeah. be a one-two punch Ooh, that yeah. I feel like yeah. would be very well received. I feel like the um, whole lot of love angle mm-hmm. has been done a lot mm. in certain types of film. Oh, right. Uh, I wonder if it's been overplayed a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but... You know, I could see Netflix, you know, finding a new angle, a fresh take on... Yeah, maybe there's like a whole story around this, you know, incredible amount of love. Right. You know. Right. Right. I I don't know. You know, we we work as script doctors, you know, (laughs) whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just just a concept, you Mm -hmm. know. I think think it could work. Um, Get the guys who wrote Dumb and Dumber 2. Yes. And then... uh, Right. And uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure together, and then... There you go, Dream Team. It's already done. If you can get, um, yeah, the original band back together. Yes. You know, for mm-hmm. maybe their take on things. That's, I think it would be fine. Uh, and uh, that brings this episode to a close, Glenn. So soon? So soon. Wow. So soon, so soon. Um, this was episode number 138, Glenn. Mm-hmm. 138 episodes of the Gentleman Podcast. 
Uh, it's been a special time. It's a whole lot of gentlemen. It's a whole lot of gentlemen, a whole lot of love. Yeah, it really is. It's like a kiss from a rose. 138 episodes. Of and, gentlemen. you know, if you keep listening, every breath you take. That's right. We'll We're be... going to watch every move you make. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can you believe people play that at their weddings? And It's, just, it's so it weird. Seems, yeah, I don't think so. It's being a little weird. Now, a whole lot of love I could see <laughs> being played at weddings. <laughs> some, some weddings. Got a whole lot of love. Um, <laughs> anyway, Glenn, uh, I just had to take their word for it. Um, the I I did want to say that I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. Uh, thanks everybody for listening to episode number one thirty eight. We'll be back with episode one number number one thirty nine in two weeks. Thanks, guys. Good night. Adios, muchachos.